heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. And we are live, everybody. Episode 64, YWC Football Talk. Nightmare 10 and I back here. We're happy for reasons. Uh, I went over a little – got to get some of these uh, ooh, comments on here ready to go right now. So you know what, guys? You want to come in, join us live. I love doing these live podcasts. But before I keep on rambling, I'm going to let the rambling master uh, go ahead and say what he's got to say. What's up, YouTube world? It's your boy, Nightmare 10. Once again. And, uh, no, I – you know, of course, we're going we're gonna to talk about the GOAT today. Um, no, I'm not a Bucks fan. Go ahead and answer it. Good, good Lord, I got that so many. I will say I – I did see that. I saw a guy in Target wearing a Bucks. I was like, oh, congrats. You know, like, you know, I was giving him, you know, it's like, I wanted Brady to win. He goes, yeah, I'm a Brady fan too. I'm like, no, don't be wearing Bucks merch. What are you doing? Like, if it was a Tom Brady jersey, I'd have gave him that at least. No, come on. Like, no, don't, don't do that. But, anyways, that was just something that I thought of off the top of my head. But, no, exactly. The only thing I thought about buying, because Barstool Sports is selling them right now, is they have like this shirt that's like split down the middle where it's like half Patriots, half Buccaneers, and it has like oh, a little okay. goat right here. Like that I thought about buying, or like even TB12 merch directly, but I will never buy a Buccaneers. I I just can't buy a Bucs jersey. I won't do it. I'll, I'll feel what? I'll feel wrong. Let me let me say this. It's not there's nothing wrong with buying a Bucks jersey. Just don't wear it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, if it's something that you like, as a Brady fan, like, if you want to like collect it and put it in, like, so that's part of the legacy. But like, I just don't understand. Like, wearing it out, then you're a Bucks fan. Like, don't no, no, no. I'll say this because I do this for other sports, not their own view. But uh, I do this in other sports. Like, so I get it. If that's what you've always done, like you follow players, that's fine. Like, I I think it's okay. I think that gets a lot of criticism. As long as you're not only following championship teams, so like that's. But like you know, if you're following players wherever they go, like that's 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 okay. But like, just stick to what you're doing. Like don't like if you're a Pats fan, don't don't just jump because Brady left. That's not how it no. works. Like unfortunately, you, once you pick an organization, you kind of have to keep with that. Exactly. And like I've been asked that so much this off season, or like even not like this off season, but in like years prior, like oh, what are you gonna do when Brady leaves? Are you gonna go when Brady leaves? And I'm like, shut up. I'm loyal. I'm not staying around. There's only two players really who made me like who I like follow, and one's Tom. And the other is Alex Ovechkin. I know they're two different sports, but like for example, most people know, hey, I'm a Caps fan because of Alex Ovechkin. But my first love is always the Leafs. Um, but with this case, though, no, like everyone's saying, like I've been asked to, oh, am I going to buy any Bucks Super Bowl merch? Or like, there was a whole spew- spewing argument on Twitter. I don't want to get too much into it, but just people not seeing that you can support individuals. Like if you like the individual for reasons, yeah, like you and I, like you were a Patriots fan before Brady. I. I, I say this right now. I don't know if I'm the football I am today if it's not for seven-year-old me discovering Tom Brady. Like, there's just so many factors that, man, that, like, I just – if I've ever met him, I would just say thank you. Yeah, and it's like I think one thing, too, like, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and try to act like I'd be a fan still if it never – like, I don't know. You don't know how you are, like, because I was still a kid when I watched, like, Bledsoe and stuff. I just got lucky with Brady, and I stuck to it, obviously. But, like, you don't know how you are as a fan. There are different versions of fans. I get that. Like, obviously, I don't – I was always enriched with I'm not going to be the bandwagon. Like, I know eventually the the winning's going to stop. And, uh, I mean, there was a 10-year drought. We didn't go to the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I mean, we didn't win the Super Bowl. We did go yeah. to the Super Bowl twice. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I mean, I think – I mean, it's 
look, people have asked me this question. I don't know, like I don't know if this is necessarily where you were going with this, but like people have asked me this question before. Like, what are you going to do in the Pats? Like, let's see what what Phil does when the Pats are losing. Like, look, I'm one of the like I think I'm one of the like I don't know particularly about Griff yet, but like because that's up to him. But like for me, I can only speak for me, and I think like. I'm grateful for what we got. Like, that's why I think I root for Brady. I, I rooted for Brady in the end. Like, I'm not going to root for him throughout the season. Like, it was one of those things where, okay, if we make the playoffs, like, until we're out, like, I'm not rooting for anyone but till the Pat, but the Pats. And I always hate, like, everybody has, like, their secondary teams and stuff like that. I've always been against that. Like, I've had players that I root for. And so that doesn't change with Brady. Like, I like, like he, if he wasn't in the playoffs, I would have had someone else that I, like, preferred to win. But I'm not going to root. Like, Brady, of course, is a different animal because I'm going to, you know, root for him more than I would most players, but, um, but yeah, I'm not going to like jump team. You know, it's like, that's just, I don't get that. Exactly. And we also, do we have our first little comments of the night coming from a good friend of the show. I have to get this guy on at some point, but here we go. Pico. I've got a Favre Jets Jersey in my closet for a reason. I'll buy a Rogers bears Jersey if I need as well. Thanks for Pico for that. Cause like, yeah, like eventually, like I said before in the video, Barstool sports is selling these um, like the split shirts where it's like half, half Tampa, half new England. That I'll buy because, like, look, it's not team license. It's not team any of that. Like, Sunday night, too, I bought a – you know how there is that – okay, cool. I'm going to look up something. Right, cool. I'm going to go – I'm going to go – I'm going to vamp here for a bit. I'm going to vamp. Okay. So, basically, um, after the Patriots won their Super Bowl two years ago, I bought this uh, long, black long sleeve shirt that had a six on it. Uh, ignore the Husky. It's a hockey team. It's a hockey team in Quebec. Um But with the six, it was at a six and then it had a TB12 logo on it because it's uh, Tom's – it's Tom's uh, Tom's brand. And on the back of this, all the Roman numerals from all the Super Bowls, 36, 38, 39, 49, 51, and 53. So I like, like yeah, so I bought that after the Super Bowl because I go crazy whenever the team wins the Super Bowl. I usually buy merch, whether it's a t-shirt or a hat. Sorry. But, um, but for um, but for this case, like for Tom, he's released that shirt with a seven on it. I'd consider buying that too. And even two right here. I even thought about buying a split shirt. Those are sweet. Yeah, like I would never buy the ones because I see them all for sale all the time from like China and stuff like DHgate. But Barstool Sports, it's a brand I love. And also, too, they love Tom. So it's like, you know what? Best of both worlds scenario, Pico. It's split. But what, Phil, what do you got? What do you got? All right. So, yeah. So this is – I bought. obviously, this is outdated. This is even outdated from New England. Yeah. Uh, but this was on – this is from his website. So he was doing – I think it was from his website or either from one of his charities. Because I, I bought it because yeah. it was for a charity. I think it was like – uh, 25, 30 bucks. I'm like, but it's for charity. So like, I definitely want to do it, but he did, he came out with that. So obviously it's outdated cause it only has five, but like, yeah, I'd buy stuff. Like, so I think he's selling stuff or is going to sell stuff that has like the seven. I think also, I don't know if you follow, I tweet, retweet him a lot. His name is Fitzy. Yeah. Um, I know who he is, but yeah. So like he's, he's posted like the seven 11, like with the seven, like I might get that shirt. I don't know. I haven't decided, but yeah, like, like stuff like that, like that's, that's fandom stuff. Like I will say this about Pinko though. I don't know if I could ever buy a Tom Brady Jets jersey. So, so the fact that because the Bears would be the equivalent of that, I, I would assume. Maybe not. Maybe not to Pinko, but uh, to the Packers, I would think the Bears are their biggest rival. Maybe Minnesota. Maybe I don't know. But, but you bought. You uh, I'd, say, I'd say Chicago. I'd say Chicago more than Minnesota. Yeah. So, like I just don't. I, obviously, I don't. Hopefully, that never happens. So I don't have to think about that. But I'm not going to say that if I don't see a but. Like I don't want it now, obviously, because he's active. But once he's, I guess my thing is while he's active, I probably wouldn't buy it. But, like, if it, it was ever on sale, like, after he retired, like, maybe I'd buy a Bucks Brady jersey, like, to put in, like, like some kind of collection down the line. But Like those clearance DVDs at a Chevron? Because um, I've got, actually, funny thing is, jerseys, like, jerseys go, I don't know if you guys know this or not. I know Pinky yeah. does. We bought, we bought some at the National. I bought a Malcolm Butler jersey at the National, 
Because it was like, what was it, Pinko? Like $25 or something like that? You know, it's like, um, he said, if Matt LaFour wasn't an idiot, we'd be talking about Rogers right now. Ah, well, I mean, you have a case for that. You have a case for that. I do have something to say, though. People were talking about Matt, Lef- uh, not Matt LaFleur, but Aaron Rodgers today because I listened to the Dime Package. It's a football podcast from Barstool hosted by two girls, uh, Francesca Mariano, I think, her, or Marino, her name is, and Casey Smith, two girls. But they, they talk football and they also talk pop culture. And one thing that one I noticed, they were talking about Aaron Rodgers and how he got engaged and all this other stuff like this. And also there's other rumors to him that I don't want to get into, but – he was still in the news because he just like slipped it in his MVP speech where he's like, Oh yeah. And by the way, I just got engaged. So it's just like completely under the radar, but um, I'll say this and I'll say this again too quickly, but Aaron Rodgers, I think the rumors about him leaving green Bay are like a little, like he said it in the moment. He did. I don't think it's one of those things where it's like, he meant it. I think, you know, when it's like, um, what's what I'm looking for. Your emotions are at an all time high and you're just pissed off. So you kind of just say whatever comes out of your mouth. You don't have time to think it over. He explains so on that uh, Griff. He explains more of that on the of why he the way he said it, what he said on the uh, Pat McAfee show. Him or yeah, Pat I saw Pat that too. Or like like so, if you want to know why he said what he said, I think that's a good thing to watch. I think like he was just being honest because it's not up to him. It really isn't. Like that's that's a true on. Like I will applaud Rogers for saying that because if the team doesn't want him, they can get rid of him. It's not technically up to him. And I think that's why he was being like real about that. Let's see right here. Uh, yeah, At no good. point was I afraid of the Chiefs. Whoever won the Packers-Bucks game was always going to win the Super Bowl, in my opinion. That was before the Chiefs did what they did. And then now we got Matt, Matt B. saying, I agree Rodgers is going nowhere. Um, you know what? I actually agree with Pico on this one because, look, if the Green Bay defense played the way they did against the Tennessee Titans and the way they shut down Derrick Henry, if they applied that and did that to Kansas City, I don't – I think, though, I think though it's, we don't get a blowout the way we did because, honestly – Todd Bowles game plan the game of his life Sunday night. Here's the thing, too. Like to Pinko's point, I actually agree with that too, because Green Bay actually got to Brady. And that was one of some of his one of his worst throws I think I've ever seen him throw. Was one of the yeah. ones that uh, I don't know who it was on the Packers. Pinko might remember. But like got to him, he's like laying back and he just decides to launch it up like he thinks he's Patrick Mahomes or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that was like one of the worst throws I've ever seen from Brady. Um, this, I, don't, point, I, don't I don't think the Saints – The Saints. I don't know if the Saints could beat – well, they had a good defense on line too, so that offensive line with the Chiefs, which, by the way, did not have Eric Fisher, which I forgot about that. Watching And Mitchell game. Schwartz. And but Mitchell Schwartz, out. they're missing Hooper two Hooper. guys. Yeah, but he's been out all year though, right? He hadn't played yeah. in the playoffs, right? Uh, I don't know. But one other note though is um, the, the Buccaneers played the entire playoffs or at least uh, three more important games. All The wild card was so important, but we all knew they were probably going to beat the football team. Like the Saints, Packers, and Chiefs games – they were without Alex Kappa, who's a really good right guard for them. So that's just one thing to note as well that, hey, the, the um, Packers, uh, not the Packers, the Bucs got done with a backup offensive lineman as well. Um, the big thing with this, though, and I also was looking at the film too with uh, this game was look, I saw a lot of Super Bowl 50 comparisons because Mike Remmers, who was the uh, replacement for Fisher for the Chiefs line. He was also on the Panthers when the Panthers got stomped by the Broncos in that boring Super Bowl five years ago. And, yes, for everyone who can say that, a part of me says that because I was salty because I thought the Pats should have been there. But that game was boring, Super Bowl 50. Cannot fight me on that. So, But, Phil, I just want to say one more thing. But remember, too, that game, Cam got all the blame for everything that happened. 
there was the one fumble where he looked like he didn't go down and he admitted to that he didn't want to get himself hurt. That I hold against him. But for this game, too, for everyone just to try to steer the blame away from Mahomes, like at the same time, too, Mahomes did not have a good game. Like he still threw for a crazy amount of yards. And even to like Travis Kelsey still caught for 130, which is insane in a nine point scoring game. He still had yeah. 130 yards receiving. That's insane for a tight end with that low score of a game. Yeah, Griff, I think uh, now people are going to say, I'm um, like, this has nothing to do with Brady before I use yeah. anything. Like, Mahomes does deserve some of the criticism. Look, like whether you want to give it to him or not, look, that offensive line was horrible. Okay. Like there's no, I'm yep. not denying that one bit. He was running for his dear life. Like I just talked, I, I, we still talk about it at work, how Mahomes got away with not being murdered. Like it was like Sue was going to kill him, like literally going to kill him. Like I'll say literally, that's a little extreme. But you know what I, I mean? Like, so go ahead, Griff. I had a feeling I was going to pick a defensive player to win MVP going into the game. I said Devin White was my pick for MVP for that game because I had a feeling he was going to, for lack of a better word, FSU, if you know what I mean, if if you know, you know. But then also, too, right here, I think a lot of people were happy that the Panthers lost that day, too, Matt. But that that was the one Super Bowl where I was like, I really don't care who wins or who loses, kind of like Super Bowl 54. Um, But I kind of of forgot about that Super Bowl, too. One thing I was going to say is, like, I forgot that that score – they didn't score that much. Like Peyton Manning didn't need to. Like there was just not like, and so that's the same thing. How much more do the Buc- do the Bucks play if they if the Chiefs end up getting that a touchdown instead of a field goal the last their last possession or like a lot of things happen. I mean, I don't think. All right, let's see what Pingo said. I don't think Mahomes deserves all the criticism. I like to say twenty percent his fault, eighty percent, and it might even be less than that, Pinko. Like yeah. I, like I'm not saying that Mahomes, but I mean Mahomes was was running for his life. So I'm not I'm not knocking Mahomes, but I do think. Like, oh, look, like every player deserves their – like, like you're not exempt because you're the quarterback of the future. Like, you're not exempt for that. Um, but bottom line is they got beat because they got outcoached. They got outplayed. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's cool thing, though, that you can't type tonight. I can never type or talk, so <laughs> you're okay. But, no, what I'm saying with there's Mahomes – best of us. Yeah, it's best of us. But, yeah, Mahomes – Mahomes will be fine. Like, one, make sure you have a healthy offensive line because eventually it's going to cost you, which is what happened. Like, I understand it wasn't their fault. Eric Christian losing them in the AFC Championship, there's nothing you can do. But if you can build and always have, like, those guys – like, I think New England's like not – I'm just using because that's who I know. They're good about, like, putting pl- – uh, plug and play. Like, there's some offensive linemen that not maybe aren't the great, the greatest, but they can come in, and that's how, like, Joe Thune was uh, – Tooney was like – I said Butcher's name. Joe Tooney was like that. Like, he wasn't – if I remember correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, somebody. But, like, he was – I think he was one of those ones that kind of, like, came in and out, and then he became the starter once we lost some people. Exactly, so, yeah, that happened. I believe that's what happened. Yeah, so that's the example I'm using in that regard. Um, I do agree with what Mike is saying, though, the percentage-wise. Like, I'm not saying that, oh, Mahomes deserves 100% of the blame. I'm just saying that, look, you can't go on and say, like, oh, he can do no wrong or anything. When in reality, too, like, it, it was just one of those – times he had a bad game he like unfortunately it was the wrong time but for everyone going out here and saying this like oh he's never gonna get back or oh, he's never gonna do this like he's gonna be back in the super bowl it's gonna but happen you, but, like but 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 i'll stop you there griff yeah not okay. gonna interrupt, but but like yeah. there's no guarantee like nope. that's the that's the thing i've said before this now granted if we had to guess i think we'd all guess he's back right like at some point and I if I had to bet that. money on it right now, I bet money that the Kansas City oh, Chiefs would be in the Super And Bowl. I needed to happen after defining a certain something. But a big shout, shout out to Pinko, who knows that. I'm, I'm saving that for later. But, uh, um, but yeah, so, like, uh, you just don't know. Like, you saw with Seattle, like, no one predicted that Seattle would drop off. Like, I don't think so. Like, because they lost yeah. New England on a last-second play. Like, 
who would have thought that Seattle would essentially drop off after that and never get back? Like, you don't know what could happen. Yes, on per- paper, you don't think the Chiefs would be good, but what if the Chiefs start imploding? What if people start leaving? And what if the Chiefs get the wrong piece? You just don't know. I obviously think Mahomes will be fine at quarterback, but like Rodgers, Rodgers, like he, uh, Pico just said the same thing. If McCarthy and LaFleur didn't butcher him, who knows how many more Super Bowls that Rodgers would at least reach, like whether he won or not, but – I'll say you know? yes to the I'll say yes to the McCarthy part, but I'm saying no to Lafleur. I'm saying it, that more is on Brian uh, Gutekunst. And I just put this one comment from Mike up, Pico up for so long. It sounds weird to call Mike because it's true. This one is true right here. It was basically what? you yeah. know what he was in the he was the face in the tag team match that's like always scratching and clawing to get to the pulse, but then the heels won the match. His uh, new he, comment is his new comment. Yep, I could not agree with this comment anymore anymore. That's you know what I I agree with that too because I also said this too and this is a take that I believe. Well, there's two things I want to say. One is that the dynasty Chiefs dynasty go conversation that door is shut for now. Uh, I'm not sure what you're drinking, but since we're showing that off, I'm having yeah, yeah, I don't even know people. I don't even know you have that anywhere but the South. But I love me some cheer wine. No idea what that is. Um, (laughs) But no, I do agree with him on this because. That that's the one take that I have is like, look, let's close the Mahomes goat talk, or even calling him the baby goat, and to the Chiefs dynasty talk. We'll clock, well, that door is shut for me until they win a second Super Bowl in the next five years. Well, the other take that I have that relates to this is that I believe next year it'll be easier for Tom Brady to get to the Super Bowl than Patrick Mahomes. Now, why I'm saying that is because there's so much quarterback uncertainty in the NFC right now, and the AFC is getting better. There's going to be a lot of competition for Kansas City next year. You're going to have Buffalo. You're going to have potentially Miami. The Chargers are coming up. The Raiders have potential to make noise. And the Raiders, too, are going to – I think the Raiders are going to be that thorn in their side. Like, you know how Miami for years was that thorn in New England side and still is? I think the same thing is going to happen there. You don't – if the Colts get someone good at quarterback, they're a Super Bowl contender. Uh, The Patriots could be back. The Dolphins are coming up. Um, The Cleveland Browns are getting better. The Pittsburgh Steelers could be back. Like there's so many good teams in the AFC, and then there's so much uncertainty with the NFC that you don't know what's going to happen. I think you couldn't you couldn't say it any better. One, first of all, before I comment on what you said, Cheerwine is nothing like Dr Pepper to me, but it kind of I kind of see what you're saying with that. How to but put it's it up? Like, uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty I said to put it up. I got some uh, sparkling. I got some uh, cherry bubbly. A little I bit of the bubbly. Stuff. I think it, I think it's disgusting, but as long as you like it. <laughs> I'm just I, trying, I, hey, look, that, I haven't tried that one, but it's better for you. I'll give you that. It's better than for, what I, for you than what I'm drinking. Dude, this is why I'm <laughs> drinking this right now. Just because, like, during the week, I think not to go off topic a bit, but I like during the week, I kind of like like watch what I like watch what I eat and drink, and then right. so on the weekends, I kind of let myself go because I'm trying to drop some drop a little bit of weight right now. That's nothing wrong with that, but yeah. So as far I mean, like you said, what I mean, what I mean is not a knock on Mahomes or the Chiefs. The knock is there's so much like like Matt just said it like. There's a lot of questions going into this offseason, but it's going to be fun to see where all the cards land because there's so much. Like, yep. who knows what could happen? One would just New England. If we just talk about one team, there's so many possibilities at quarterback for New England. So, like, that's just one option. But, like, you got, you know, yeah, that is rumored, but now Russell Wilson's getting it. Like, I don't think he's – they have to offer, like, the moon and the sun. But I like, got some stuff to say about that in a bit. Okay, yeah, I'll let you comment on that in a minute. But, like, so, yeah, like – I mean, Russell Wilson, you got – is Watson going to get traded? I mean, the Houston Te- – I just heard today the Houston Texans are like like a beat rider or somebody said – They're going to play hardball with him. There's literally no shot he gets traded. Not no. no shot, like eventually it could happen, but right now they are – Texans are hard knowing it. 
So that's 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 interesting. And then you have, of course, Stafford on the new team. Like, there's so many different. I mean, I could keep going on and on. Jimmy G, does he stay in San Fran? Does he come back in New England? There's just so many different options. I could go on and on and on, which is basically what Griff was getting at. That I just don't. And, and the window in general, not even an off season like this, like in a regular off season, the window to win Super Bowls closes so fast. So, like, your team has to be good nonstop. That's what's so impressive about what the long run of New England was able to do. Like, yeah, they went ten years without winning one. But like the like they were able to basically have two separate dynasties in a twenty year period. That's un, unheard of. Yeah. So like yeah, and and as far as like Chiefs diet, like the Chiefs are definitely the dominant AFC team. Like you can't until they are knocked off in the AFC championship. I think Griff, you have to call them a, a semi, not a dynasty, but like no, a growing dynasty in a sense. But like because they won until they beat, get beaten AFC. I mean, we won what was it six straight AFC AFCs. Is that right? Not a six straight. Eight, uh, we went to 11, six straight. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 8. We went to eight in a row? 2011 to 2018. Dang, I thought we missed. Are you sure? Yep. Tw- yep. I thought it was like because, six. Okay, maybe it was eight. I don't know. Yes, no, it's crazy. It was eight. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, so until the Chiefs are not in the AFC Championship again, like, I mean, they're, they're there. They're a, a top running team, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, no, no one's here saying like, "Oh, the Chiefs are like gonna fall off a cliff or anything." Like, shout out Max Kellerman. But I'm just here saying that. Look, I think a lot of people realize this year that what New England did was special. Like, obviously, yes, going to three straight AFC Championship games and yes, two Super Bowls in your first three years is incredible for Patrick. But it kind of shows that look because I mean, remember last year when he won, everyone was saying, "Oh, he's gonna win." Like seven in a row like they're oh yeah they're like they basically did the lebron james like not five not six not seven like it's one that of those doesn't things do where him like, any favors that doesn't do him nope. any favors at all which is what i was trying to say like i've always said like i've ne- i come off as a hater but it doesn't do him any favors with Mahomes. like i like Mahomes. i've always liked Mahomes. i just think crowning him before he's done the achievements of like you know like he has broke like as a young if he had won he'd been the first he'd been the youngest quarterback to win two right i believe if he had i won. believe so um, so he may still have that chance next year. I don't know what the record is, but um, so I mean, yeah, it's like just I don't I don't know. I just think it puts a lot of pressure on the player itself, and so then when he loses, it knocks him down when he shouldn't be knocked down at all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like in my eyes, I lost no nothing at all made me lose any respect for either quarterback when in that game. Like I understand Mahomes got destroyed, and I understand Brady played well, which also is like not being talked about. Like the like Tampa Bay's defense is. Uh, played great, and I'm not taking anything away from Tampa's defense. Uh, but Brady played as good as he needed to. Like he looked yeah. awful in the NFC Championship game. Like I think you can agree with that, right? Like he looked awful, but they still found a way to win, whether it was the Packers including in that or not. Um, but yeah, I think I think Brady played well, so he did what he needed to do. Uh, I think so. I'm going to butcher the stat, but I think he uh, Brady had like his third or second best statistic, like uh, QB rating, I believe, in the I, Super Bowl. Might be not the third. A, I can't remember, but not a hundred percent sure. But the one thing that I do know, and I don't want to get the math point. I want to get the math point about this, and then about Russell. But with this game, a lot of people, and this is the thing I love—the thing that Brady haters say, like everyone who goes, "Oh, it's always luck that happens." Like, oh, he always gets lucky. Like, you know what? Sometimes you need luck to win. Like the Malcolm Butler play—that was luck. Like for as great of a pick route as it was, Phil, that was it was. It was lucky. Um, I, I mean, well, there's some luck involved in that that they happen to play, uh, happen to pick the call that you 
practice like they practice that like i don't know if you saw you yeah. saw the practice video but yeah i mean there's all like there's the edelman catch like it's an amazing catch but there's luck involved in that and whether people want to admit it or not i'm sorry but david tyree has some luck catch to it as well like it just i does. took a lot of flack for saying that on a tiktok a but few weeks ago that I, I still think that there was luck involved in that play that i i will go i will stand on that hill that that david tyree catch that was luck and also to manning getting out of that sack both of those but here's the thing and i'm gonna post it right now matt's right Luck is getting into the Super Bowl. There's also obviously two screwy circumstances, like what happened, unfortunately, sorry, Matt, two years ago to the Saints. But then even to um, stuff like, look, the uh, Chiefs, there was a chance they don't even go to the Super Bowl because, remember, they were getting their butts kicked by Houston last year in the divisional round. If Houston doesn't muff that punt or go for it, or that fake punt on fourth down, who knows if Kansas City comes back. Same thing, too, against Tennessee. Like, Mahomes had that great run before halftime. Um the other parts to it, too, as well with Brady throwing the interceptions was that, look, Rodgers never capitalized on those interceptions in the NFC Championship game. So there's just – like, it, luck it has a huge part of football. Like, even and to – um, If he runs like he normally runs, like <laughs> – Even if he gets a, to the two. Even if he yeah, gets to the two-yard. Yeah. Even if he gets to the two-yard line, it's fourth and goal from the two. You can go for it in that spot because you don't want to know why. You go for it in that spot and you don't make it. You know what? At least you tried. They took and, the and coward's I, way out. Yeah, and I don't even know if luck is the right word. Like a lot of, I guess the, I mean, but a lot of things have to happen for you to get to a Super Bowl. Like it's, it's just like, I, and I agree. Go like your Matt, way. And Matt will agree with this. Like Brady does get all the credit when he doesn't deserve all of it. I agree with that. Like yeah. I think that you do need to share the love. But Brady has done something that no other quarterback has done. That's why the praise is so high. I think yeah, it is. It needs to. It needs to go to the whole team because the Bucks team as a whole. Like that's why he went there because he had a chance to to like they were literally only missing him like yep. that's literally what they needed and obviously when Brady goes like I think it's very under under uh, appreciated how much winning like not winning I hate to say because QB wins is not everything don't let me just go ahead and preface that but like his winning mentality hit the way he works like Mike Evans has come out talking about it Godwin other other guys have come out Fournette has talked about how Brady's just different. And Bruce Arians, finally, I think that was one of the things he had to learn in, in the beginning of the year. Like, he was going to be like, nah, Antonio Brown's not coming and this and that. So, I mean, I think uh, – do we think luck will come back to take away Brady's luck? How many people are asking that? <laughs> what? Um, that's more – That's more. will Father Time finally come knocking? But if we know anything about him, that Tom has defeated him several times. So, that's that's literally his enemy. I think now, honestly – it's up to him when he wants to retire. I don't think anything is going to force him to retire or he's going to have a performance. Sorry, Matt, again, that like what Drew Brees had in the NFC divisional round this year. I don't think anything like that's going to happen. I think Tom eventually is going to know when it's time to go. I See, here's my thing. I actually think that I'm a huge Brady fan, but I'm actually going to disagree with you, Griff. I actually don't. I think that's what's going to be Brady's downfall is because he could essentially end on a bad note because he he wants to play till he's 45. Or yep. wants to play even past that, because so, I think he wants to play as long as he thinks he's he can he can go. And so I think that that could even mean okay, say he say they come up short, playoff loss, whatever against the Bucks, and the Bucks decide not to resign him because they just don't think the money like they got their ring. Maybe they get two rings, I don't know. And he wants to play again. So where does he go after that? Like uh, my thing too, Matt. Like he, I don't understand what else there is to prove. I mean, I understand if you want to keep playing, but like, okay, Phil, if he have wins, you seen this? I'm going to cut you off here. Have you seen yeah, the okay. schedule for 2021? Have you seen, like, who plays who? Uh, I didn't. Like, the ne- next year's? Yes. We play, we the play Bucks, them in Tampa. The, we play them in Tampa, No. Right? The Bucs come to Foxborough. Are you sure? I thought we played them in Tampa. Yep. The Bucs are coming to Foxborough. 
the Bucks will be at Gillette Stadium in 2021. So, so that might so, be his only reason why he wants to, because he wants to build be Bill. I, I literally know. think that he wants. I think he wants to have that also too. Apart from the most championships, think yeah, about it. Like, um, but think about whatever. it. If he has that, he's also gonna be able to say, "I've beaten all 32 NFL teams," because I'm pretty sure he's beaten all 31. There's no team that really stands out that he hasn't beaten. That I can I think of. One other te- I thought there was one other team beside the Pats, but Pats might be the only one. You might be right. It was the Panthers um, for a while, but he beat him in the Super Bowl. Um, he's. Be- I'm pretty he sure he's beating every. No, it wasn't. He beat the he beat the Panthers in the Super Bowl forever ago, Griff. That's what I'm saying. 2004. Oh, you're talking about like a regular season. He might not have beaten them in the regular season, though. I don't know if that. He counts. did this year. He did twice this year. Oh, that's right. Yeah, never mind. Well, I'm, yeah, he I, I beat taking in New England. Never mind. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. He never beat because I remember there was the two games where Cam beat like the Patriots on like last minute stuff. Like Graham Gano had a field goal, and then there was a missed pass interference against Luke Keekley on Rob Gronkowski on Monday Night Football. I was at that game. I was at that game. Man, I I was swearing at my TV when that happened. Put Pinko's uh, comment in. I'll comment on that. Phil, if you kept so, winning at something, why wouldn't you want to continue to win at it? Oh, I get that. I get that, Pinko. But what I'm saying is eventually, like, so he lost last year, though. He lost in New England. Like, he, he, like if that was his last, like, obviously he didn't want to go out like that. But, like, so what if that happens this year? He goes, with like, we won the Super Bowl, and then the very next year, lost to the Titans, and he looked in, like he did not look good in that game. So he wins against the Bucks, and then he has a bad finish. Is he going to come back again? Like, that's my thing. Uh, you know what? His contract's only for this year. I'm going to get to Randy's question in a minute, but I think you know what? He's got his contract till this year. I don't think he signs an extension this offseason. I think you know what? If he ends up beat, that more than likely they'll, the Bucs would beat the Patriots this uh, this coming season, and then more than likely there's a chance that he's in LA next February. I think next year's his final year. I think 2021 will be will be his final season in the uh, in the NFL. And I'll say this: I I don't think I thought if the Bucks assign him for to an extension, Brady suckered him. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, like even to you got stuff like Mike Evans already coming on and saying, "Oh yeah, I want to give back money to uh, be able to afford other players." Which you can say that in the moment, but even to like yesterday yeah. at the parade, um, I'm going to put Randy's question up now before I answer it. You have Bruce Arians saying like, "Oh yeah, we want Levante David back," but like when it comes time to talk, like the Bucs have a lot of key pieces they got to lock up. They got Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, Sue, Shaq Barrett, Levante David. Um, I didn't say Sue because I don't want to butcher his first name, but they've got so many things they've got to do. In Dominican Sue, there we go. It's hard. That is where, you know what, Jason Light really has to buckle down and make sure that he gets all these pieces locked up. And I want to get into Randy's thing for a minute. I love the boat parade. Like, look, you're not near the people at all. Like, people can just go on their boats and they're like little bubbles and do that, even though I know, obviously, Florida doesn't give a shit about COVID. But you know what? I love the boat parade. The Lightning did it when they won the Cup back in September, and then the Bucks did it now. You know what? You have the resources. You have the beautiful Florida weather. You know, you, I, I doubt, like, on a duck boat, you would ever see Tom Brady just chucking the Super Bowl from one boat to the other. Like, duck boat Wrong. to the other. The fact that he did it in that moment, like, the the boat parade, honestly, was it was perfect. I loved it. All right, so I'll comment on the parade since you got that up. Yeah. I personally think it's not a good look for America. But, I mean, if they're safe, I don't know the pr- protocols and all the things they did. And it's like, I don't, I, it just saw a lot of people without masks. So I'll be the, the, the opposite of what you're saying. I, I didn't yeah. have a problem with it personally, but I get where it's not a good look for America because we're trying to get away from it, you know, away from the virus. 
So hopefully yeah. nothing sp- spreads from that. So I will just be be real and say that. Um, but yeah, as far as uh, Brady and, and everything, I mean that's him throwing the thing. I mean I, throwing this trophy. I was telling everybody uh, forgot like Gronk used the trophy. I don't know after what Super Bowl you could probably tell me as a baseball bat and like dented the, the entire like that was a Sox home opener. I think 2017 yeah, or 19. One one of the Sox openers. Um, yeah. I'm not. I like the boat parade for the sense of look. You don't have millions of people lining the streets like you normally do. I went to the Raptors parade in 2019 when they won, and that's what happened. Um, but with this one, I'm just saying, look, like I said, I'm okay with it in the sense of, you know what, obviously people still lined up around the uh, harbor and watch them, but it's Florida. Like when I see all these TikToks about people saying, yo, why was there 25,000 people at the Super Bowl, but I'm not allowed to do this? I'm just like, because it's the NFL and because money talks, unfortunately. We're in a world where money talks. I'm not yeah, saying that, look, yeah. I'm not saying I'm anti-masker or anything. Look, I wear my mask wherever I go. I respect social distancing. I do all this stuff to prevent co- myself from getting COVID and anyone that I know. But I'm just saying, look, Florida does not care about COVID. They've been open this entire time. I think they yeah. were shut down for like two months. Yeah, anyways, the only other thing about the boat, I'm I'm so sick of COVID talk, to be honest. I'm not trying to be like, I'm we're not trying to stay away from or anything. No. I just, I want to talk about sports because I'm so yeah. sick of COVID. Uh, you know what? That's, that's but, what we're here for. You know, but well wishes to everything else. So I don't have any more comment about that. But I will comment on a couple of things that have been said. One thing I will say one, one real, real quick is seeing Tom Brady drunk was a sight to see. Let me just oh. – if, if you haven't seen that video, I'm like, this is not the same Brady in New England. This guy is that, just – he's gone. He's just going off. That, know. him with a tan, and him him getting into Tyron Matthews' face, and him cursing and fired up in the, in the huddle when it was like 30 seconds to go. I'm like, what has Florida done to this man? But he's a Florida what? man. Yeah. One thing I will say, though, is – I'm happy for him. Like, go, like, this is yeah. the end of your career. I'd much rather him have fun than if he's going to be miserable in New England. Then I'm not saying he would have been, but I'm just saying, like, that's the, the what's out there. If that's true, if he was miserable, yeah, go find, like, go find happiness. Like, like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm just not the bitter fan. Like, Bill has to be better about that. Like, he has to be a better player coach. And, and as far as going, one, uh, the comment on stuff that Matt's talking about, one Pico, oh, I said Matt, but Matt says something about Tom will be the fourth to do it if he beats the Pats. Um, I don't know what he was talking about. I think he meant the fourth. The, uh, the fourth. I think the fourth to have beaten all thirty-two teams. I'm pretty sure Peyton has that's done it. Player as well. is that player or quarterback? That's got to be player. I'm player? pretty sure quarterback. It's pretty sure quarterback. Yeah, it's probably quarterback. Um, the one thing though that I'm going to say right now that Pico that I had this up earlier. I want I Jimmy it. on the Patriots. Like, there's a, there's a lot of people out there who aren't Patriots and are like, oh, why he's this this this. I'm like, I just don't think he works in the Shanahan scheme. Belichick will use him to the best of his abilities. Like. Or even to like obviously he had the high ankle sprain issues this year and then he tore his ACL in twenty eighteen. I'm like when people say he's injury prone, I'm like torn ACLs happen every single year in the league. Yeah, so his his uh oh he breathed big the Saints while he was on the Chargers, wasn't he? Uh, didn't he? I think. Yeah, he was on the Saints. He was on the Chargers from ninety nine till two thousand and five, and then two thousand six, two thousand twenty one, two thousand twenty. Excuse me, he was the Saints. Well, I'm saying like he beat the Saints is why he was on the Chargers. I knew he was on the Chargers. I watched during that time. But no, yeah. um, so yeah, I mean, I agree with uh, I don't know what we were talking. I lost Trent. Oh, Shout out Eastern G. Illinois University, by the way. Yeah, uh, I think I think uh, Jimmy G. Like I just there's health concerns, and I think you have like I don't want to give up a lot of capital for him, but no. I'm just I'd be very intrigued. Like I'm not saying I wouldn't be. I would kind of go into the season with like not like high expectations, like kind of just about where we finished and see. 
like if I'm, you know, I don't know where where I would stand as far as because he needs weapons still. Like Cam, I mean, I think Cam coming back as like I'm know I'm in the minority, but I think Cam coming back as a starter with more weapons and more help, he we be we would do better. And with an off season, I think that would still be better. Um, I'm not saying that that's the long term answer. I don't think it is, Griff. I don't think it's, it is the long term answer. Yeah. Um, but I do think that it's not a bad answer if you don't have a guy that you are are loving. Like draft your quarterback in the draft this year if you can do that. But you need weapons. Like that's the ultimate goal there. I'm going off on a Patriot rant anyway. But I agree with uh, Matt Beast too. Like Gronk's not doing like Gronk's going to play for pennies on the dollar to play with Brady. That's the only reason he came back. Um, yeah, so Gronk. I agree, and, I, and, and he's definitely not doing anything. If Brady leaves, I think Gronk's done too. Yeah, you know what I think Gronk Gronk will stay because he'll take it. He'll take next to nothing. I think the same for Antonio Brown. It's just the big questions are like Levante David, Chris Godwin, and Leonard Fournette. It's like, what are they going to command on the market? I think, you know Godwin, Chris, I think Godwin's gone. I personally think yeah, Chris Godwin is gone. Someone made a prediction. I, obviously, I'm not saying he'll, he'll go here, but I saw some uh, bold prediction of him going to the Jags for max money. He was like, yeah, that's probably going to happen. <laughs> Honestly, I, I can see like yeah. him getting like him getting paid by a bad team getting big money because that's what happens a lot in free agency. Phil, we've seen it with the Patriots. Like, I obviously, like we know we're going back to that, but hey, that's what Phil and I know. We've seen many Patriot players leave the Patriots, go to bad teams because they want to get paid, and then their performance deteriorates. So we'll see what happens because all that also has to do with the fact that Belichick knows when it's time to not pay someone. That is one yeah, thing that Belichick's good at. And one thing I'll say too, uh, we talked about this earlier, but it made me think of that when you said the Belichick paying or whatever. Like. Someone's going to overpay for some of these play, players that are free agents on the Bucks team because they won a Super Bowl. It happens yeah. every year. Like uh, Calvin, I'm not saying Calvin only got overpaid, but he got paid. Like uh, people are going to pay them to leave. It's like, why would Calvin only leave the Patriots? Well, because some people, you know, go after the money. Like I think yeah. Danny Amendola did it too. Um, I mean, they're, they're, Jamie I'm Collins did it. Jimmy Collins, he ended up coming back. But like, I think like uh, is who'd you say was a free agent on the Bucks defense? Uh, Levante David, but he, Levante David. I, I don't yeah. think he goes, but if he did, if he got a money and that was what he wanted, he could. So, yeah. Um, even I, too, I, like Dan, Danny Shelton did it. Malcolm Brown did it. Um, the one thing right now that I'm going to touch on right here with Matt said is I think Fournette does sign on the cheap, but like, I look, agree, it, yeah. I think it's one of those things where he's going to get those enticing offers of, Hey, we'll give you 10. I think he'll get single digits if he stays with the bucks, but there could be a team that could be pressing up towards that double digit million mark. Um, I don't know though. Would they? I don't know. I don't, I, I know he won a Super Bowl and he scored. Like I just, I just don't know. Stupid. Like, I mean, I GMs I are stupid. Know, Some of them make stupid moves. I'm just saying. That, I would not. You, be no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not arguing with that. But yeah. um, I want to get my take on Russell Wilson though, right now. I think he's. I think he stays though. Is what I'm getting at. Oh, Sorry. oh yeah, I think Fournette stays too. It's just you never know. I think those there's going to be offers on the table. Um, I want. I just want to go to this Russell Wilson thing for a second, just to talk about it i don't think this was him saying i want out i think this is him saying get me help get me a good offensive line because when i've looked at seattle like i saw the record like seattle how much their other caps gone to the offensive line they're 31st in the nfl on money spent on your offensive line but if we've learned anything over the last few years you need a good offensive line to win in this league that was my big concern mm-hmm. for tampa going into the year was their offensive line guess what their most improved part of their team is besides their defensive backs their offensive line. Yep. He said it. I mean, you said it perfect. Yeah. I mean, someone, you can say it every year and people, and obviously casual fans always going to scream quarterback, 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 but like the game is won on the line of scrimmage. Like me and my dad talked about this the other day. He heard it on one of the guys that he watches on ESPN. And I was like, yeah, dad, because like literally 
the game is won on the line of scrimmage. If you can't yeah. block for your quarterback, it don't matter who you have. As we showed, did we not see proof in the Super Bowl? That is 100% proof. You have Patrick Mahomes, who is a magician. They even called him that. Uh, who called him that? Godwin, I believe. Like, he was a magician out yep. there and still couldn't get it done because you got to have time to throw. Like, you have to. And now, granted, to props to the defense of, of, of the Bucks for covering people, too. And I'll say this, too. We didn't say this earlier. One little quick point. Mahomes' receivers weren't helping him out either. So No. Like, that's he, got too, him, like, he got him some possibilities. If can you imagine if Mahomes had that guy that could bring, like you know, I don't know a good example, but like a guy, a really big receiver that could have just pop, top up and grab it. We might see some insane plays, but he doesn't really have that. I mean, he has Kelsey, but like outside of you know him. Exactly. Because here's the thing that you have right now, and I want to get. I'm going to get to Randy's point in a second. They had the perfect game plan. You know what? They played two safeties deep. They played their corners up so their safeties could drop into coverage, get them and run man coverage, run zone coverage the entire game, you rush for it, Mahomes. Because that's a mistake that the Raiders did against Mahomes on that Sunday night football game back in November. They had no one back deep, and the Raiders' defense rushed for Adam to try to get the sack. They got too eager. Mahomes threw a dart to Travis Kelsey in the end zone to effectively win the game against Vegas in Las Vegas. Um, this question I wanted to come up just because Randy always has the firing questions. Keep it up, Randy. Guys, in the comments section there, you know what? Keep, keep giving us comments. Real quick, Griff, before you jump on that, I, 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 I forgot there's a stat that I wanted to read on here about that. All right, game. cool, cool. Go so, ahead. So Brady was Brady was pressured on 9.5 percent of dropbacks in the first half. Mahomes was pressured on 29 of 56 dropbacks, the most of any quarterback in Super Bowl history. Brady's uh, four of 30 was the lowest in his Super Bowl career. So that's just that tells you that's some some powerful stats on both sides for Brady and for and for uh, you're not going to beat Brady that way. That's just, no. I mean, and Mahomes is not going to win that way. If we've learned anything from him, you give him a clean pocket, you're going to lose. No. No. You give Tom Brady, you you give Tom Brady a clean pocket, you're going to lose. Um, I just want to address this quickly, just because like I'm a bit of a quasi Saint fan. I don't know if I've said that just because of my dad, uh, but I think Winston is their quarterback next year. Look, I, it's just as simple as that. We're agreeing with Matt. Um, Here's the other thing, though. With uh, with this coming offseason, it's just – Phil, this may be the most fun offseason. This is oh, Also, there's one other thing that's been addressed this week that I want to get your opinion on. And everyone in the comments, let me know what you guys think. There have been reports that the NFL head coaching search should start after the Super Bowl. And you know what? I agree with it. Why? The NFL can dominate the news cycle right now when all it is is rumors. Imagine if there's all the hires. Obviously, the minority thing is an issue – and everything like that. But you know what? If you start the head coaching search now, right now is there's a lull in the schedule with the NFL, especially with no uh, with no combine. The fact that, you know what, if you can have all of November to get your coaches hired, each day there's going to be a new breaking news story and everything like that about a new head coach and get hired. And then also, too, guys like Eric Bannamy probably get a job now because they're more likely to be prepared for a job interview as opposed to, oh, hey, you have to game plan for like an AFC championship game and then get ready to co- be a coach interview. It just, it just causes for fun and good. It just causes for more entertainment with the NFL and all and stuff. And also too, speaking of which with the combine pro big pro day tomorrow, Trevor Lawrence will be throwing for Clemson tomorrow. I believe that noon. I know Phil, you're not a tiger. You are a proud game cock, yeah. but, and also, oh, a, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not, I was proud about to say, I was about to say it. Because we suck. I'm a proud shot to clear right now. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. I'm not even going to try. You're a, you're a CCU guy. You're a CCU there guy. 
I'm not even going to – I know it's like – I think the state bird for Carolina or, or South Carolina or something like that. The, the, no, not even, close, no, not even close. Sorry. No. <laughs> so that's how no. much I know. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> but I just want to get your opinions, though, on the whole head coaching search thing of everything that's going about, about it. Just if they wait until there. Because if you have it in uh, January, some of it kind of like, hey, it happened. But then also to look, tomorrow there's a playoff game. I just want to get your opinion on what you think about my take on yeah. the head coaching hire should be. Yeah, I mean, I like that idea. I don't think they're going to do it, um, no. if I'm being honest. But I like that idea. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if Eric Benamy still leaves. I don't know. But yeah. he definitely deserved interviews. Like, he could at least interview to see if he liked the job he wanted. Um, I do think that does hurt. Like, so I think it's hurt Josh McDaniels at, at times. I mean, obviously, we've seen all this stuff with him. But, like, other, like, coaches could have gotten jobs. But because they go to the head coach, like, the – the teams for some reason want to go ahead and lock that up before the Super Bowl. And I don't, I'm not really sure why there might be a reason out there. Someone else knows that. I don't know. I don't know why they do that. I just, there must be some reason because like they, sign, just, they, they end up getting some people that like, I'm like, okay, you should at least interview the people that are in the Super Bowl, but whatever. <laughs> I think it's just like an, I think it's like an eager beaver kind of thing, you know, like they're just, they just want to, they just want to get it done. Um, all right, I was gonna actually do this anyway, but I'm gonna bring this up to you, Phil. Yeah, let's go. Griffin, Phil, what is a couple of teams that didn't make the playoffs this year that will make it next year? I want to do two each from the AFC and two from the NFC. And Phil, I'm gonna let you go first because you, my friend, are the co-host on the show. I'm gonna be the nice guy. Take it away. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. No, uh, I, I am I gonna try. pull up the stand. I am, my memory sometimes is bad, so I do want to pull up the uh, the standings real quick just to make sure I don't get anything wrong. Um, because my like I said, sometimes my kind of everybody has brain farts. Come on, nobody's perfect. So I'm just gonna pull that up just to make sure I don't forget somebody made the playoffs. Because I, I mean, I mentioned to somebody the other day that the Bears made the playoffs. They're like, "What?" I was like, "Yeah, they did." <laughs> so they, they, they somehow did. Yeah. So who? So what? What's say the read the question one more time while I'm looking this up because I can't see. Basic. It. Who are a couple of teams? We're gonna name four. We're gonna name two each from the AFC, one two from the AFC, and two from the NFC. NFC two okay. teams who did not make the playoffs that you can see making the playoffs or that will, I don't want to say that will because we're so far away from it, unfortunately, but two teams that you could see right now turning around in 2021. Oh, two things. I mean, one's going to be, sounds very obvious, right? Like, but the Patriots are one of them. Um, I think yeah. there's, I mean, it depends on the moves they make. I don't think like a lot of people think they're going to constantly regress. I think unless they make some really idiotic moves, I think they're going to still be at least around where they're at, which would put them very close to a playoff spot. Um, so I think the Pats are easy, an easy choice for the AFC. But my other choice would be because he played so well last year, and hopefully he can play better this year, and the team around him can get better. My other choice would be the Chargers, actually, um, for the AFC. I think Justin Herbert just proved he's 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 a future star, if not a star already. So I think that they could definitely, definitely could make it. And they were seven and nine, so that's an easier turnaround, like than than you know, uh, I don't know the Jets or somebody like that, or Bengals or somebody like that. Um, but the Bengals also with Joe Burrow, that could be a surprise pick. Yeah. Um yeah. mine for the go AFC. Ahead, if you want me to name NFC first, but go ahead. No, let's let's do, let's just do let's just do AFC first and then we'll do NFC. Mine for the AFC, I was gonna say New England too, but I'm gonna go different because you said them and because it's obvious from the both of us. I'm gonna go the Miami Dolphins. I know Danny likes to come out and say they're overrated to get under big rat skin. Shout out to the two of you guys, noted guests of the sh- of the program. But I'm gonna say Miami, because look, Miami was just on the outside looking in. They're a team that's only getting better. Uh if they can get a solid running game going and you know what kind of shape up their offensive line, I think – and you know what? I think Tua is going to make a, have that big leap in his second year, kind of like what we saw with Lamar 
not saying he's going to be MVP, but I'm just saying I could see it happening. Um, Part of me also, too, wants to say – I want to say someone different because you said the Chargers, but when I think about it in my head, there's no one else that really comes to mind. So I'm going with the L.A. Chargers as well. Like, remember, this is a team that held – was up big on Drew Brees and the Saints on Monday Night Football and Brady back-to-back weeks. They lost if they lose if they win a couple of those games that they blew the leads in, you know what? This is a team that makes the playoffs, or at least is you know what, that seven to nine is nine and seven. They also won their last four games of the season. So just little things to note there with the Chargers. So yeah, I agree with you. I like Brandon Staley. They brought in no Raheem Morris is the Rams. I'm trying to figure out who their coordinator situation. All right, they brought in uh I think Jeff Ireland or Joe Ireland. Matt, you can correct me on that one, but they brought him in from the Saints to or not Ireland, uh Lombardi. Um, they brought him in to run the offense, and you know what? They're going to get Derwin James back and healthy, and you know what? Add a few weapons around Herbert. Herbert makes that second-year leap. He, he'll be good. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right, Griff. I mean, I think – because obviously we're picking, like, we're, it's super early. We don't know what happens in the offseason and all that other stuff. I think the most clear cut is the, the Chargers and the Pats. I just think that they're the closest. Yeah. Like, let's just say they come back all the same with the same pieces, plus, like, you know, New England comes back with Hightower and a whole full offseason with Newton or something like that. Just based off that – I still think New England is, is that team. Miami's most, another good option. I forgot about Miami, to be honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with New England, though, most of the guys, like everyone kind of forgets about all that they have the highest amount of COVID opt-outs this, this season. So I do think like a lot of those guys, I think, are coming back. Like Marcus Cannon, I think, said he's coming back. I heard Brandon, Brandon Bolden publicly said he's coming back, uh, which helps the run game. Uh, Hightower, Dante, Hightower and Chung. McCourty said, I think, more than likely, he expects both of them to be back. Obviously, that's DMAC, but you know what? DMAC is the leader of that defense right now. Yes. Once Hightower comes back, it's Hightower. But uh, let's move on to the uh, NFC. NFC. This one's easier. I have more teams in mind. AFC, I'm just going to say something quickly. I could have gone Vegas, but I still feel like they're a year or two away. I think they're still going to be sucking that like eight and eight purgatory this coming season. But, and also too, for the Denver Broncos, as many of you know, I do not believe in Fick Fangio and Andrew Locke. And Cincinnati, we'll see. It's just right now with Joe's injury, you don't know. That's all. Yeah. And I think uh, to to shout out Matt and his comment, like insert NFC team here. The NFC has always been known for the team. Like it just shuffles so much. So yeah. like, honest to God, and, and Matt Beast could, could back up. Like, okay, maybe this is an extreme, but I'll still say it. Would you be shocked if the bus, Bucks missed the playoffs? Like this just seems like that happens in the NFC. Like the team wins the Super Bowl. And then like, the, like there's always one of the teams that made the Super Bowl, not all, every year, but like, that don't make the playoffs the next year. So it's usually I'm not saying the team the are good. Go ahead. It's usually the team that loses. That's like, true. Remember the, like the Rams. I, yeah. also, there's one other thing I want to mention here. I saw this today. For the last like five years, every team who has lost the coin toss has won the Super Bowl. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. That was um. And yeah. it's, it also said like 11 years in a row or something that the per, the team deferred the winner winning team deferred to. Which yeah. I assume that's gonna be like I think some I remember the I think I remember the Super Bowl that they did and everybody's like what the world did they do that for, but anyways uh so as far as teams in the NFC like I think you could literally go what is my computer doing hold on my computer is doing something stupid it's all good do you want me to go first or uh no hold on hold on that should be all right okay yeah, yeah I go said ahead. Go ahead. sorry okay so the two there's two teams that I have in mind there it goes. the first is the Minnesota Vikings because when I look at a lot of the other teams in the NFC like I can't. It's really tough to pick just because there are a lot of good teams and there's also a lot of like mediocre teams. So I think, and Minnesota too also has this weird habit of like, you know what? In uh, 
even number of years they miss the playoffs and they suck. But in odd number of years, for some reason, they make it. Like, look, it was the 2017 season when they almost went to the Super Bowl and were almost the first team to host it. And then two years ago is when they made it to the divisional round. So we'll see what happens. But also, too, it'll, a lot of it's going to depend on what kind of offensive line they have because that's the clear weak point in that Minnesota Viking team right now is their offensive line. So if they can fix that, I think there's a chance they win the division. Yeah, and I mean, the other one, and you know, the other one, I'm going with the San Francisco 49ers. I think they bounce back. I think they get all their guys back healthy. Shout out South Carolina, Debo Samuel, back and healthy for a full season. Great fantasy player to have, by the way. And, Great and Kinlaw is a beast, too. Oh, can, that tra- that, that's another example. Uh, those are two trades last year. Diggs for ju- effectively Justin Jefferson and then DeForest Buckner for Kinlaw. I think those are two trades where both teams won. There's no losing. No, 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 they, drafted Ken- they, no they drafted Kinlaw. That's what I'm saying. No, San, like San Francisco traded for the rights to pick Kinlaw. Like how? Oh, that's right. You're right. Okay. Like the yeah, Buffalo yeah, yeah, pick yeah. that was traded to Minnesota became Justin right. Jefferson. Like Diggs right. has helped Buffalo greatly. Justin. That's the other thing too with Minnesota. Justin Jefferson is a stud. Like yeah, he's yeah. a great receiver. Um. So yeah, that. So I, my, those are my two teams: Minnesota and San so, Francisco. So are you saying that anticipating Jimmy G comes back? That's what I was just asking. You know is what? I think I think they're. I think there is an outside chance that they go out and get another quarterback. But even if they run it back with Jimmy G. I, they're remember this is a team that healthy went to the Super Bowl two years like last season. It's not even like saying oh they were good five years ago and then they sucked for the last few years. No the injuries. Kid they were of, in yeah. the Super Bowl last year. They were winning it until Mahomes decided to be Mahomes. Remember that they were up with six minutes to go in that game in the fourth quarter. And I and I still stand by Kyle Shanahan. I mean, I, a lot of people give Jimmy G hate, but like Kyle Shanahan called a really dumb play for Jimmy G. And yes, he did miss the play. Pissed that long throw to the end zone, but it wasn't the time for that throw. But that's because no. Jimmy G's not that quarterback. But whatever. That's this is the same coach the, too that decided to run the clock out and let the Patriots right. come back in the game because the Patriots stuffed the Falcons. That's why I can't pick San Fan. I don't think I don't I don't believe in Kyle Shanahan until he proves me otherwise. I don't believe in him. Um, now, granted, he gets to the Super Bowl, so that's you can at least get if that's if that's your goal, just at least get there. Then I guess Kyle Shanahan's your guy. But yeah. uh, no. So one thing I'll say is one about Jimmy G coming back to the Niners. Then I'll tell you my two. Um, there is rumor. There are I say rumors, but it's it's been on record. I think that George Kittle said he will he wants out if Jimmy G's not the quarterback. I don't know if he said it like that or he said he he wants Jimmy G to be the quarterback. I just I do know that. Like it's in some fashion, he him said him Moster. There's been a few guys to come out and say that we want Jimmy as our quarterback. I don't think they'll leave if he does. But well, can't. I mean, it might not be up to them. But, you yeah. cause some freak. I'm just saying that, like, I I like San Francisco. What they got going on. That's why I think that. Look, we clearly know Nick Mullins is not the answer at quarterback. Hell, they could trade up because there was rumors that I heard that they were interested in Zach Wilson, the BYU quarterback. So yeah, who so knows what can happen? He's 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 actually being rumored to be like above Fields. Well, I mean, we'll get that in on draft. Who beat him first this year though? Oh oh oh! Wait 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 wait! That would be. The <laughs> Coastal Carolina shot the clears. We humbled that fool. We the Mormons him. were not ready for that smoke in that day. Yeah, down in. they all yeah. ready for their mullets. Oh man! Yeah. As soon as I saw the photos of the seat, uh, as soon as I saw the coastal players with all their mullets, I'm like, BYU does not stand a chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I've go on with your. So, so say your teams. So say say your teams. So obviously, like I agree with Matt. So like I really feel like honestly, like there's very few teams. Like honestly, looking at this. There's like one team that I could see not making the playoffs guaranteed, right? So I'm going to go ahead and knock them off first. I can think we could bet on the Lions aren't making the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, but they are. They were five and eleven, so they weren't far off. 
I just don't think anyone trusts that Lions team. I'm not saying Jared Goff is the answer. I'm just saying, like, I just – I think the Lions are a hot mess. I think everybody could could willingly bet on that. There's and then maybe the, suffering ahead for them. Right, and I'm, I think maybe the only other one, depending on what they do with Wentz and slash Hurts slash draft another quarterback whatever, is the Eagles are kind of like just not – they're kind of a hot mess right now. So who knows? But the, I'm not saying I'd be shocked if the Eagles won the NFC East because, you know, <laughs> that's how it works in the NFC East. So what I'm getting at is I think every other team, depending on what they did to fix their team – have the components to make the playoffs. I'm not saying to win Super Bowls or anything like that, but I think they have components. So the NFC is just is crazy. Um, but the two teams that I'm thinking uh, to pick the, the to make the playoffs that didn't make it last year. Uh, let's see. I think the first one to me would have to be the Cardinals because they. I mean, they just barely missed it last year. But yep. I think the Cardinals would be my pick. Um, I think they kind of. They're kind of one of those teams that, like, they were doing really well and then people started kind of figuring them out. And so they kind of, like, slumped a little bit, plus, like, some other aspects to that, too. Kyler wasn't um, 100%. He hurt himself, I believe, right around Thanksgiving. Right. So Kyler was hurt. And, I mean, that's one of the examples as well. So, I mean, I think I think if they can put it together, uh, I mean, they can turn it. Oh, they needed two more wins to make the playoffs. So, um, so I think they could do it. So that's going to be my pick, the Cardinals. And then the other team, uh, I mean – that didn't make the playoffs. Can I say something quickly? Yeah, go ahead. Man. I was, was going to say that. I was going to say the Cardinals too, but I remember last year in March. I think we did this where I, I may, I think I said that. I said the Colts and the Steelers, and then I forgot who I said for the NFC. But I remember I said the Cardinals, and I didn't want to say them two years in a row. The Cardinals are third on my list because if you don't know by now, I am a Kyler Murray fan. I like Kyler Murray. So and, that's uh, all. And someone said it in the chat, but my other team's going to – I gave you a gimme in the AFC. I think this is kind of a gimme if all things – you know, if things don't fall apart. But still, I'm going to give you another gimme in the NFC, and that's the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys, if they're all healthy – like, how do you – I mean, I'm not saying they're going to be – I don't I don't believe in McCarthy, but at the same time, with with, with a healthy Dak, if he plays um, and, he, and he comes back, like, I just don't see how the Cowboys can't make the playoffs. Um, but to to answer Randy's question, because Randy was asking, do the Cowboys re-sign Dak or do they get a different quarterback? I think they I think what the Cowboys are doing, this is typical Jerry Jones, right? I think what he's doing is like he knows he sees the court he's seeing the quarterback carousel going on in the offseason, right? So he's waiting to see who's really available. I th- like I could be completely I have no source to go to that, but that just seems like a Jerry Jones move. And he wants to make sure like a Rodgers or a Watson aren't available to him before he yeah. signs. And Dak should look at that. Like, Dak should legit see, look, you're not going to get – like now maybe there's stuff going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. So I'm just going based off of what I think. knows like, real sources to it. Um, but I just think that uh, – I think that's why they're waiting on Dak, and I think eventually that mean, might mean they franchise tag him. But if I'm Dak, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't like that if I'm Dak. I think if you're Dak, you know what, after what happened this year, you, you take long term. I, it's long term bust for him. Honestly. And that's what he wants, think, apparently. And so and that's going to be yeah. hard to get somewhere else. So, I mean, I think if he doesn't get it in Dallas, it's going to be hard. I don't know if anybody would take that risk. I think, uh, I think it's worth the risk. I think it's worth my, the risk. My worst case for him is that he does take franchise for this year, but then 22, he's in a new home. That's my that's my opinion on that. I was going to say the Cowboys were another team I was going to look at, but look, the world's better when their fans are miserable. Their defense is still <laughs> very bad. That's one thing. I know they got Dan. I like the hire as Dan Quinn as defensive coordinator for the Cowboys. But they got to get the pieces for defense, man. Their defense was terrible this year. So like, as bad as their QB situation was, they had – also, too, one other thing is I expect Ezekiel Elliott to have a better season this coming year. And I would be – honestly, 
Yeah. I'm not well, saying he's going to be offensive player of the year, but I'm just saying like I expect him to be a better player in 2021. I completely agree with the Dan Quinn. I like as much credit. I mean, as much as I say much credit, much horrible like as a head coach he's been. Like as a defensive coordinator, he's really good. One great yeah. example of that is Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles has been amazing as a defensive coordinator. It's going to get him a new head coaching job, and we'll see how he does then. Um, maybe he just rotted in jet in New York because everybody does. But <laughs> but uh, but yeah, he's no, way think, too conservative. Uh, He's way too conservative with his play calling with the Jets, though. Like Big Rat said it multiple times. I've gone back and looked at it. You know what? There's a lot of times where they were in like the they were like on the other team side of the field. Like they were on the 40 yard line where they punted it at like when they were when they could have gone for it. There's just certain situations with Todd Bowles where he had play calling that bit him in the bit him in the butt. So it could get him a job, but like and also do a Dan Quinn. He was the defensive coordinator for the Legion of Boom. That's just one thing right. to remember. Which is what I was gonna say. He did well. Now, yeah. granted, he had the he had the talent there. So I, uh, the big key is: does Dallas let him do? You know, because that's the big. If Dallas lets him get his pieces, no matter who the players are, like if they're good players, like bring them in. Maybe he gets rid of some that people w- would have said, "Whoa, what are you doing?" But like, if it works and he and he can make it work, I think that's what Dallas needs because they kept drafting offensive players. Like C. Lamb, like I think someone made this. I don't know if it was in yours. I think it was in yours. I think uh, Bobby said it. I think quote me if I'm wrong. But he says yeah. about why would you draft C. D. Lamb? Like yeah, he's a great player, but like he didn't need. That's not that didn't feel a need that added to your offense. And I think that's the problem with Jerry Jones. He sees flash and and goes after that instead of, of helping the defense. I'm gonna put my hand up just so I can get a. a oh, you're good. Yeah. I'm not. I think it was Bobby back on Saturday with him, Big Rad, and I. Um, but the one thing that I'm going to say right now with the Cowboys, because last year too, CD Lamb was the best player on the board, but exactly didn't fill a need. Cause look, they already had Michael Gallup. They had Amari Cooper. They had Zeke. They had Dak. The only, their questions are tight end. So like, and also do they, like I said, they need a cornerback desperately. That's why I love Patrick Sertan for them from Alabama. Um, the Cowboys last year are where the Patriots are this year, Phil, where I'm going to be honest with you. I don't want to see them reach for someone at 15. It's like so. Say for example, if like, which more than likely, Lawrence, Wilson, Fields, and Lance are all gone before fifteen. I think it happens. The Patriots, I think, you know what? Don't reach for a Mac Jones. I know we're going off topic, but it's just something I want to get in. Go for the best position player that there is. If that's a linebacker, if that's a defensive edge, if it's a defensive edge, if that's a defensive tackle, if it's a wide receiver, if it's a tight end. I won't say cornerback or safety because I still think we're good in that position. Um, go for that player because you know why? Good defensive players are not found that often later rounds in the draft. There's some players that do emerge, sure, but the dif- the difference between first round receiver, a first round like linebacker to fifth round linebacker is huge. So that's just one thing I wanted to get in quickly. Yeah, and and to answer uh, Randy's question about Darnold, like do the Jets trade Darnold? I think it's I think if it helps them get Watson. Now this is not me. Like Danny would know. I mean, Danny reads a lot more. Of course, that's his team. So honestly, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll uh, defer to Danny on most of this stuff uh, about as far as what I'm about to say. But I I will say like I think they trade Darnold only to get capital to get Watson. I think otherwise they might. I mean, unless they get a deal like they are like apparently teams are interested. So unless they get a deal, they feel like they can they can't pass up on. I don't think they keep, take a quarterback though. I think not in their, with their first pick. I think they trade it down or either they. They get something else to help them. I don't. I just don't think they're going quarterback. I don't know. That's just my take, though. Part of I said that. Thing. I said that day one. I said if you don't get Trevor Lawrence, you shouldn't take quarterback high. I just don't think the other guys are unless that's like unless you feel like they can come in. I don't know. I just don't think 
the other guys are, are NFL ready. I think Trevor Lawrence is the only one. Mac Jones kind of looks NFL ready, but I still wouldn't reach for him. So I agree with you on that too. Uh, the, the other reason too is because a lot of the comparisons I've been hearing for Mac Jones is Kirk Cousins. And honestly, I don't want Kirk. I, I've been, you know what? The Patriots have the 40, the 15th pick and the 46th pick. Mac Jones at 46, I don't mind. Mac Jones at 15, I, I got a problem with that. I don't think he lasts till 46, though, but yeah, I agree. I know. I'm just saying that's what I'm just saying. Like, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't like it in the first round. If it's in the second round, because like Matt Beast may have something to say about this, but a quarterback I look at for the Patriots potentially is a Felipe Franks who will be available in on Friday or Saturday of the draft. So someone like that, like a Felipe Franks, a Kellen Mond from Texas A&M, someone, you know what? So if we can get like, and then develop them. So that's what I'm saying. That's yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Don't overshoot your shot. Um, but as for Sam, while you're, as, while you're talking, go ahead. You're good. Okay, cool. Uh, as like, for Sam Darnold, uh, I think that if the Jets decide to go quarterback, I won't be shocked either way. If they draft a quarterback, I don't think they're going Watson because I think that they want to build their draft capital and their draft stock. I don't think they just want to throw it away for all this whole, to quote Eminem, one shot, one opportunity. That's what it is with Watson. I'm not saying that he's going to be bad all of a sudden. I'm just saying that, look, if you wait until long after free agency to do it, you're not going to get it done. You're going to have so many – like this is a deal with Watson that this has to happen in the next six weeks before it to happen because think about it. He signs there, free agents will flock. If he waits till longer after free agency and he's still a Texan, it's not happening. And also Big Rat said this on here. If Watson – if this Watson thing is not done by draft night, he is a Texan. Because the uh, only way I can see Darnold yeah. getting traded is if they draft if if it's not for if it's not for Watson is um uh is Sam Darnold if say if they decide to take Zach Wilson you know how Josh Rosen was traded on the draft night I think that happens where he's traded for future considerations I agree I would agree with what Matt was saying too about um Mac Jones I think uh I think like he did he was in the best situation with Bama which is why I think the best situation for him even though I know that. There's like he needs like he needs more. Uh, obviously, we need help and we need to be able to draft some receivers and pick some guys and 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 free agency. But I think New England would be a good place for him. Or or if not New England, somewhere he can sit behind somewhere. I just don't think he's gonna get that. Um, yeah. Um, and I'm supposed to this. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I just want to address this, Matt. I'm not saying Felipe Franks is gonna be a day one starter. I'm just saying Felipe Franks is a guy they could develop to start maybe in like three to four years from now. That's what I'm trying to say with Felipe Franks. Yeah. Um but also I, with, one thing I was gonna say, the guy that I would love, uh I was just looking at projections that I, I don't know if he's gonna to last to that, but if the pass could get Kyle Pitts, even though I know we drafted two tight ends last year, but Kyle Pitts, or even Jay, even if well, I think Waddle's an opportunity as well at fifteen. I think Waddle could be there at fifteen. That's all. Um, and uh, right here before, oh, we have actually one comment. Phil's a homer. <laughs> you always say that. You always say that. He's this one I want to talk about because I've been on record on this podcast before and saying that out of anyone, out of all quarter, out of any player from that twenty eighteen draft class who's due for big extension. I don't think Josh Allen gets Patrick Mahomes money, but he gets at least close to 40 mil. I think Josh Allen does sign a big deal. He is Buffalo's quarterback going forward. No question well, I, about that. Yeah, I agree. I think he gets a massive contract. I, I don't know when, but I think he definitely gets it, yeah, for sure. I have Underrated. two players. But, yeah, I have two ahead. players. Yeah. Kadarius Tony from Minnesota. And there, I got him. I got Rashard Bateman from uh, – no, Kadarius Tony from Florida. Excuse me. I feel awful about that. Um 
there's a couple other guys I'm trying to think of right now. Kadarius Tony is a guy I like, re- good receiver from Florida. Uh, Kellen Mond from Texas A&M is another one. Also, to uh, Xavier Collins from Tulsa. Let me tell you, he's gonna, I think Collins is going to be a really good linebacker in this league. I'll name two South Carolina boys. Well, one's from South Carolina, played at South Carolina, and the other one played at Clemson. But I'm telling you, I still am big on, and I'm not a Clemson fan, but Travis Etienne as a running back, I still think he's the best running back going in this draft. I know that's that's a, that's a big hot take because Najee Harris is in this draft, but I still think Travis Etienne is going to be the guy. I think someone's going to get a steal because he's not going to be that high. I just uh, Google to see like quick projections, and I think the, the highest I saw was like the Steelers taking him at 24. I don't know. I don't even think. I don't even know if he will go in the first round. But I think Travis Etienne is one, and the other one is my boy from uh, South Carolina, uh, J.C. Horn. I think he's he's going to be a good cornerback in the league. I, I don't know if you know this, but Stephon Gilmore, what college did he go to? South Carolina. That would be South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, South Carolina does have a lot of good NFL talent right now, though. Even though like they the program hasn't been the best recently, like they even these programs who aren't really that good still produce great NFL talent. Like even too, you have Asante Samuel Jr. out of Florida State. Uh, Amari Rogers out of Clemson again. Uh, ETN, I think, will go in that 20s range. ETN will go between 21 to 30, in my opinion. But, like, the team I did see, t- see him go to would be a great team. Like, not – I don't want him to go there, but, like, uh, the Steelers. Like, someone that just need like, is about to lose – could possibly lose their running back. That would be a good spot. Like I think Connor's gone. To, to, yeah, I, I agree. Because I just don't think he'd pay him. I don't know. He's. I'm not saying he's bad. But I just don't think he's good enough. It's a and great story, and he's a local kid. Yeah. But you know what? If you can get a better option in the draft, also to yeah. with a with the whole like Juju's a big question mark because he's a free agent. Pittsburgh's got a lot of questions to address this offseason. It's 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 yeah, going to get they ugly. Do. They do. Uh, I'll answer Randy's question first, if you want. Uh, you go first. Do the, do the Patriots get rid of Gilmore? I think it's almost a lock that we trade him. I, I just I don't. I wish we didn't. I just think in order to get more capital, like maybe we don't, maybe I'm wrong, but I think JC Jackson is the guy you got to sign. Like I would be so mad if we end up trading him instead. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Uh, there's one team that I think if you're this team, you are calling Bill Belichick to get Gilmore. That's the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns need defense. I think um, so. Uh, if Gilmore I mean, goes, think- if he stays, great. But if he goes, I'm not going to be shocked. I'm not going to be like, oh, we miss you, Stephon. Like, obviously, he was depoy in 2019. But look, Jason, Bill also has a habit for this as well. Keep the younger guys, move the other guys. Because Gilmore's in that like prime, but he's on like almost near that tail end of his prime. So we'll he has some s- bad bad games this year. He had some That's good things too. Which, which he was also banged up for the year and then COVID. Yeah. So I think a lot of I think a lot of cornerback play gets like ridiculed more than it should be because I think you know there's just too many good talented receivers in this league like you're not going to have a great like the shutdown corner just hardly exists anymore and prove me like gladly type somebody if I'm wrong I think there's really good corners that's not what I'm saying but like Gilmore had a really good year when he won defensive player of the year like I just don't like it's just like I think it's just hard to maintain that I guess is what I'm getting at and I think a good a random uh I say a random team but a team that probably needs to call him too, uh, Griff, is Kansas City. Uh, I think they could use some cornerback help. I think they you know could. what? No, I think I think they're good. They got uh, the Legereus Sneed. They got Tyron Matthew. It's like I said. I think the whole team just had a bad game on Sunday. That's what I think it is. Like we say this too about oh. New England. Like remember, we lost to the New York Giants Super Bowl forty six. Actually, no, I'll give you an example. Super Bowl forty uh, fifty two. Lose to the Eagles. We didn't play our best game. What happened the next year? We ran it back. We, we went back and we'll beat the Rams. So I'm just saying. Because we had think, high tower. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, I'm I just will, looking I right. will die on that hill because it's true. Totally different team without high tower. 
Yeah. Um, the other, yeah, J.C. Horn I see. The other guy I see right here, I think I may butcher this name for South Carolina running backs, is uh, Israel uh, uh, Mukamu. What? South Carolina running back? No, uh, South Carolina def- defensive back. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably but- I would butcher it too. I can't remember how to pronounce his name, but yeah. Like there's him. There's Elijah Molden from Washington, which I'm going to get. Uh, um, I've been talking to him. But, uh, future guest is going to be uh, Alex Larson, Edge is the Best. Uh, we'll be coming on soon to talk about uh, – I'm, I'm going to try to do that. I want to get him on to talk about there. Uh, I got some plans for some big guests coming up soon, but also I'm going to take the time too to announce that I've been doing two episodes a week for about the last five months now. So there will be no new podcast next week unless something big happens, guys. I just want to take a week off just to kind of like recoup and just, you know, kind of like mentally. Like I'm in a good place mentally. It's just I kind of want to like mentally check myself out and not have to worry about the podcast for a week. So like I said, anything can happen. And if some big news breaks, I'll be on to cover it. But if nothing happens and it's a slow week, I will be back in two weeks. So just something to watch out for where I'm probably going to start going towards I'm going to try to do two, but if I only get one done, guys, it's just a fair warning right now. The only other thing with this podcast I want to announce is that I was looking at some of my upload dates from the summer. There was times where I was doing like – like I did a podcast like like a month apart or like six weeks apart. That's not the case. There will be at least one upload a week going forward until probably after the draft. That's where I may take another uh, week. I may, may, I may do like uh, once every two weeks. So that's just something I wanted to announce. That's good. I yeah. get that. Moving on to the next question, do we think? Do you think the Browns do even better next year? I got a hot take for you. They're winning the AFC North next year. Sorry, I'm just flying to the text messages. You said they're winning. Oh, I think I think they are too. I don't know. I think I mean that's I mean realistically, it should be the Ravens, but I don't. Yeah, I kind. I mean, I don't think that's. I don't know if I. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I would 100 percent agree with you, but I get that take. The Ravens have been on a downward spiral ever since you came on here and said they wouldn't beat the Titans in the divisional round a year ago. The first big take on this podcast. I'm just saying. And, and I'll say this. Eventually, the Chiefs having a bye week might have caught up to them too. <laughs> just saying. I mean, obviously, they won They won two games. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe that's a terrible take. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Um what was the only thing I was going to say? Um, guys, if there's no more questions for today, Phil, is there uh, any other points you'd like to elaborate no, on? I, I'm s- I think, yeah, I think this was good. I mean, I, we don't want to go too long, obviously. We don't want to, we can talk all day about sports, but yeah. I, I, exactly. Thank you for the comments again. Shout out to everybody that was here Matt Desu and, and Randy and Pinko and, uh, yeah, I guess Danny. <laughs> yeah. Do, do, do we, do we thank, do we thank <sighs> Daniel for this comment? Yeah. He's a homer too, though. Like, that's, <laughs> that's the thing. He knows it. Oh, right here. Um, yeah, Jess, 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 Jess comment real quick. Uh, when will the Cowboys go to the Super Bowl? Uh, when pigs fly. When they get a defense. When they get yeah, a defense. When, when oh, they get oh. a defense. When Jerry Jones no longer exists. Sorry, I'll say it the nice way. But yep. <laughs> I have been on this for a while. I've said this. Al Davis, they need, Al they Davis need a football Raiders. guy to be their fucking GM. They need a football guy to be their GM. Straight up. Yep, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. We can we can talk all day about the Cowboys and how horrible they are managed, but God. as a talented team, not making it—that's anyways. I have no words for them. Exactly. Um, the other thing I want to say, guys, too, is these live streams, like I did on Saturday and I did tonight. There will be many more of them coming this off season. 
I want to get one like Phil, like Phil, maybe you do one like where we have Madden here, Markeem, Big Rat, like all these different guys pulling up from the YWC. Get them in here to talk football. Just I think shoot the shit. I think a good one would be for your for the draft. Like you could have I don't know how many people. I think you have what five on a live stream? Five or six. Yeah, five or six. It'd be cool, like going through and doing like a mock draft of your own. Like everybody picks, like you just random randomize it or something like that, and then you have like, all right, someone has the Jags. So all right, you're the Jags organization. Who are you taking? And then it's the next thing. I think that'd be kind of cool. You know what? We did that. You we because last year's mock draft was you, Alex, and I, and we went around and just all said who we think was going to go in this order. I think you know what? I'm going to do that where I get because there's a lot of people who I know who follow college football, like you, Joe, Markeem, Big Rat. Maybe get a group like those guys, and then I just do a random or number order, I like a random number list where it's like, hey, first overall is Phil, second overall Big Rat, third overall this guy, fourth overall so and so, and then you say hey, just rotate, what your team's right. going to do. Yeah. We could yeah. predict trades and stuff because I feel like trades may happen, but you know what? We'll cross the bridge when we get there. But anyway, guys, episode sixty four is in the books. Sixty five, like I said, maybe next week, maybe in a couple weeks. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to take some time away. But anyway, guys, listen to all the past podcasts now available on iHeartRadio. I'm going to keep hammering that. I'm on iHeartRadio. I, I can't do a heart, but yeah. iHeartRadio, Heart, Heart baby. I'm on there. But anyway, hey, guys, thanks, thanks for, for the comments. I'm going to put these up just in quick order. Awesome good podcast. Thanks for entertainment. Good shift. Good shift, fellas. Love to see it, guys. Well, anyway, guys, thank you very much for watching. And uh, we'll see you next time on YWC Football Talk. 64 episodes in the bag. The Road to 100 continues. Crazy. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.